You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Themba. What is going on, everybody? John Pemby here with Howard Bender, bringing you the Fantasy Alarm Week 13 DFS podcast. Uh, here recording on Thursday evening, previewing this 12-game. Howard, is it 12 games, 11 games, whatever, however many games there is on this slate. They've canceled the move games so many times. I mean, uh, I'm not really sure anymore. Uh, but it's an interesting one, some some nice plays, some big matchups. Uh, you're doing the watch list already. How are, uh, how are things look shaping up for you this week? Um, they're shaping up. Okay. I would say, I'm still trying to mine for a little bit more value. Um, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, you, you look at the pricing on, uh, on, you know, guys like Dalvin cook and Derek Henry and, and Nick Chubb, it's a little bit more forgiving on, on DraftKings, but on FanDuel, I mean, it's really, really tough to get some of the pricing in. I'm, I'm think I'm going to be a little bit more in on DraftKings this week, just based on the way that this pricing is. But, you know, listen, I think that, uh, that there's always value that's going to reveal itself in the next two days. So I'm not too concerned. I think, uh, I, I listen, I think if we, uh, if we do what we did last week, John, I think I'll be very happy. I came out with a, a, a nice GPP lineup, uh, and it was the one that I, I used in the example lineups. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was the uh, it was the primary GPP lineup uh, on both FanDuel and DraftKings. And you know, in a seventy five dollar entry goal line contest on DraftKings, it took third overall. It was that's thirteen seventy five right there. And it was uh, it was my primary FanDuel lineup also. And I ended up taking down, uh, you know, another I think. 1500 uh over there yeah my biggest regret was not tailing your derrick henry over uh over uh dalvin cook play there you know dalvin cook was so expensive that it obviously made sense to pivot down to derrick henry in a much tougher matchup where nobody was going to be on him and that was the case in the DraftKings contest that i was in henry was like six percent owned and if you had him you 100 percent cashed uh and you had him in your gpp lineups and it paid off big time so uh, kudos to you. I'm excited to get to this week. The playbook has been smashing lately. Uh, you know, your example lineups have been cashing pretty much all season long. So uh, let's get into it. Let's start it off at that quarterback position. Uh, one where I think you can go a couple different ways here. Um, you know, for me, the one price at least that jumps out, uh, you know, is seeing Aaron Rodgers at $6,800. Now, you know, there was a couple of weeks stretch there where he was over 7000 for most of the season. Against Chicago last week, 6,700, and he threw throws for four touchdowns. Only a $100 bump up home against Philadelphia. Um, you know, I, I'm just loving Aaron Rodgers here. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a fantastic value. I mean, you know, <clears throat> you, you can obviously pay up for Russell Wilson, sure. I won't trust Kyler Murray, given the, the injury situation. Deshaun Watson will probably be locked in as, like, everybody's favorite cash game play, but... You know, this indie defense, is, even though I think uh, DeForest Buckner might still be out, they still did get back a, a number of uh, components there. So I worry about that. And then Justin Herbert, I mean, rookie QB is going up against Bill Belichick. Uh, I don't care how good Herbert's been. It's still Bill Belichick, which then gives you Aaron Rodgers as, you know, your best option. And, you know, the the probably the most I want to pay up for a QB this week. 
yeah, like I said, that that's how I feel. He has you know the best receiver uh, in the game, and for all the Darius Slay talk, uh, Slay had himself fits last week, getting torched uh, up and down the field. So I have no problems there. Well, with Devontae Adams, they obviously they got Alan Lazard back, and yeah, I was just surprised when I opened up DraftKings and saw that Rodgers is the fifth highest priced quarterback home game against Philly here. Uh, I'm loving that. Uh, if you're looking more towards you know the mid to lower six Ks, you know, Kirk Cousins coming off a really strong game. You know we you know Dalvin Cook banged up a little bit last week, uh, limited participant in practice with that ankle, so you know it could be leaning on the shoulders of Cousins in this matchup. Really good one against Jacksonville. Adam Thielen is back for uh, for Minnesota's offense uh, this week. So, you know, Cousins at 64 is in a really nice spot. You have uh, Taysom Hill, you know, back-to-back weeks now with two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, so for Howard, as much as we kind of crap on his lack of ability to throw the football, uh, if he's giving you two on the ground, you know, does that really matter? Um, no, it really doesn't matter. And I actually, I was playing around with a stack, a Taysom Hill, Michael Thomas, uh, Alvin Kamara stack. And, you know, just for the sake of doing it, I know that, uh, Kamara has been absolutely useless there, but you're right. Taysom Hill. Um, I would actually consider using Taysom Hill, you know, naked Taysom Hill as my cash game QB to pay down because of the rushing touchdowns. Like it's, that's not going to stop. And he's done two in each of his first two starts. Uh, and he did two against it was Atlanta in his yeah, first Atlanta, outing. first start, yeah. So yeah, I like Taysom Hill. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I like this range right here: Cousins, Taysom Hill, Ryan Tannehill, uh, going up against Cleveland. I think that that range right there of QBs is actually in a really nice spot for both cash and if you wanted to look GPP. Um, you know, I'm sure you could do like a nice little uh, little Minnesota stack. Uh, or a little Titan stack to to help you along. Yeah, I like the Tannehill call. Again, you know, the problem is that we are in Derrick Henry season. We've talked about this now for, what, two years? You know, basically once you hit November, mid-November, uh, Derrick Henry just morphs into another person, right? And, and they just, teams cannot stop him. Doesn't matter how good your defense is. Get out of his way. They're giving him the football. He should have honestly had four rushing touchdowns last week, but they gave Tannehill the one-yard QB nod for a rushing touchdown for whatever reason. Um, but this is a great spot. You know, Denzel Ward not likely to play. They're dealing with injuries across their entire secondary as it is. Um, so A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill should have no problem connecting here. Um, so I don't mind it. I, I think it's a good play there. Um, you know, him being at home as well, he's averaging more fantasy points at home this season than on the road. So, yeah, you're not wrong. Good good 6K range here. Um, cheaper than that, though, I mean, Derek Carr, awful last week. Absolutely broke everybody's hearts, I think. Uh, he was, I think he's one of the highest-owned cash game quarterbacks last week. Uh, did absolutely nothing, but uh, he's getting the New York Jets this week. So, uh, and potentially Josh Jacobs may not be able to suit up, so he was going to have to throw you know, I mean, that's my feeling about it. You know, I've talked about the Jets being the biggest slump busters around and how teams get right with that. I really I feel like that I feel like Derek Carr needs this game for his psyche. So the fact that that Josh Jacobs is banged up uh, makes me feel a little bit better about it. Now, Nelson Aguilar is also banged up a little bit. So, I mean, listen, w- could I do a Derek Carr, Henry Ruggs, Darren Waller stack for a GPP? I think I I would. I would. I wouldn't use Derek Carr as a cash game QB. 
But I think if you if you want to try and get some like good upside against a, a, a an awful defense, then I think that's where you can uh, then you can use him. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a, it's a risk, but it's a matchup that we you know in theory he should be able to take advantage of. Um, would you go any lower than Carr? I mean, Jared Goff going up against uh, Arizona's terrible secondary, but he's been so hit or miss there. Um, you know. Trubisky or Foles, I guess. Ooh, could be Trubisky. Oh, Foles, come on. Foles was a full participant in practice this week. So, like, <clears throat> you know, one of those two is going to start, and they're going to get Detroit. They're going to get Detroit. They've got Allen Robinson, who's streaking right now. Um, you know, and then the question is, is where do you, uh, you know, where do you go? Uh, do you stack it with a third? Do you, uh, you know, member of the team? Do you try Montgomery against a horrible Detroit defense? Uh, do you maybe think about Jimmy Graham in there? But uh, listen, I think that there are definitely great options there. I would go down to Trubisky. I won't go to Foles. I won't yeah, do. Foles. I'm looking at it now. Actually, it looks like the recent update as of this afternoon uh, was that Nagy said Trubisky is going to be the starter, though Foles is practicing in full. So uh, yeah, good. So the- I'll, I'll go down, I'll go down to Trubisky. I do. I'd go down to Trubisky before I'd go down to Baker Mayfield at this point, okay. who at 5,300. I mean, like that was the million maker quarterback last week for the dude who won the million bucks. He really was. Does that mean that it happens a second time in a row, John? Uh, no, it does not mean it necessarily has to happen two times in a row. <laughs> I mean, where do you go with that? Do you do you dare do like uh oh my goodness. Oh I mean, if goodness. you think that they're gonna be playing from behind, you could, and while I love Nick Chubb, right? You could conceivably take a look at Hunt and Landry with, with Baker. Uh and you get the pass catching with Hunt upside and obviously Landry coming off the monster game last week. Or you could throw Hooper out there also. You know, Hooper and Landry could be a pair. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of the Hooper Landry more than I like using Kareem Hunt because you know what? And I'll say this: even if, even if Nick Chubb does have a a strong game, let's say uh, he does have a good game, and both teams are going back and forth, um, yeah, I think you're you're you know in order to get the maximum out of Baker Mayfield, you got to go with the Landry Hooper because I think it's just it's a little bit more secure than trying to decide between Chubb and Hunt. I yeah. mean, ideally, ideally I could go Mayfield, Chubb, and, and Landry and do it that way. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they threw, they threw Chubb three times last week. So, uh, you know, and he's definitely a, a potential, you know, game breaker as we've seen. So, uh, you know, again, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a matchup play. If you need to spend down, if you're building 20 lineups, I think it's definitely worth getting a Baker stack in there. Uh, it doesn't necessarily be your primary build, though. No, it doesn't. You know, and like that's the funny thing is that, you know, if I'm doing like, let's say I'm doing like a three max entry, I might consider doing conflicting stacks, you know, right. in two lineups, you know, mm-hmm. and do a Baker, Chubb and, uh, you know, Baker, Chubb and, and Landry with Derrick Henry coming back. And then on the other side, do a Tannehill, Henry, Chubb. AJ Brown in there. I don't know. I mean, there's there's so many different yeah, there's combinations. A lot, there's a lot can... of different, definitely a lot of different ways we can go with it. Um, let's take a look at the running back position. We talked about Dalvin Cook here, ninety five hundred dollars, a limited with that ankle problem. 
Um, you know, a couple days now he's been limited this week. He did come back in that game against Carolina when it looked like maybe he torn his ACL or something, but, uh, you know, it wasn't the case. Uh, I don't think I want to risk it, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, all right, I'm not playing Dalvin Cook this week, and he's the one that goes off for 50 fantasy points, right? So um, he certainly always has to be in consideration. Um, but, I mean, you look at the way Derrick Henry's been running, and now you have Cleveland, we saw James Robinson uh, tear them apart last week. And then you have Mike Vrabel coming out being like, yeah, we should really try to get Henry involved in the passing game more. <laughs> and then last week, Henry had four targets, which was most of the season or sorry, second, most of the season. He had five targets against Houston in week six. So, I mean, like, uh, you know, if they're going to start involving him in the passing attack more, it only increases his value. I agree. I agree. And, uh, and I, and I think, you know, I mean, listen, I did it with my, uh, with, with my, top lineup and I, I used Derrick Henry in there. Um I couldn't use uh, I couldn't use Nick Chubb and Henry. I didn't have enough money for that. But you know I I, I use both of those guys more in my GPP lineups and I use Cook in my uh in my in my cash games and uh and it was the GPPs that hit. So I mean listen I, I think all three are in play. You know what makes me a little nervous? I'll tell you what, you know, and, and it's tough to play like this, but you see Alex Madison is $6,900 on DraftKings? Yes. I, I saw that they've priced him up. So. And that makes me a little nervous. That, like, I mean, you, you think know. They I, know? <laughs> what's that? I, so it's either that they're maybe not exactly in the know, but I will at least give them credit for being smart enough that they saw that Dalvin hurt his ankle and could be potentially not play this week, and they didn't give us Madison in, like, 4K. You know, like, right. they, like they did that time with uh, – with Dake, uh, Davis there because they thought McCaffrey was good to go. Yeah. Well, so I can appreciate that. The other point is also is that, you know, if, if he's, uh, you know, if Minnesota goes up in this game and they want to keep running the ball, they can just keep running the ball with Madison and not Dalvin cook. Right. And keep cook a little bit more protected, especially if Minnesota has any sort of, you know, future. Which I don't think they do, but they're not mathematically eliminated, are they? No, uh, I don't. I don't believe that they are. They're no. close though. Um, Chubb this week though, seventy seven hundred bucks. I feel like he hasn't really got a huge price escalation. Um, <laughs> I know, but he's. I mean, it's been slow Six, since he's come back. It was sixty eight, seven, seventy one. Now he's seventy seven, but he should be an over eight k back in my opinion. So uh, I think you're getting really good value there. I agree. I agree. Not saying, not saying anything nobody doesn't already know. <laughs> um, paying down further, I like James Robinson against Minnesota. Oh. Um, bottom line is the Jags just keep running the football and they keep giving him the rock. And he, you know, he doesn't catch passes like you you would want him to, or like he really. I think he started off actually doing a little bit more pass catching. Yeah, he had but they, six targets last week, though five catches. Oh, did he have six last week? All yeah. Right. So he he did have a stretch where. They weren't using him as he wasn't being as productive, but last week he did end up with five catches on six targets. So maybe the changing quarterback brought that back. You know, the rookie wasn't relying on him as much in the passing game, but you have a veteran in Glennon who knows, Hey, check downs, you know, how you win in this league. So <laughs> check downs uh, are good. Yeah, exactly. So I think, I think, I think actually Glennon is, is good for Robinson. I also saw our stat today. Uh, Robinson is the only running back in the NFL to receive a hundred percent of the team's red zone carries. Beautiful. Beautiful. So I love that, that. That's a great little nugget there. Uh, Austin Eckler, I, I tweeted last week. I was buying in on him at 6,100. It just felt too cheap to ignore. Uh, came through with 11 catches and a career-high 16 targets. 
Uh, now, Justin Herbert knows what to do with a, with a good running back. Uh, throw him <laughs> do, you remember, the do you remember when they were first made that switch and they were like, oh, Eckler's value is just going to get crushed because, you know, Justin Herbert doesn't check down. Yeah, you know, well, Harvard threw him 11 times in week three, so and then 16 times in his return game. So, uh, yeah, listen, I, I'm in, even at 7100. I like Eckler here uh, against New England. I think you know those. That, that's definitely the top tier guys to take a look at, uh, especially in PPR formats. Eckler's just you know a beast uh, in that regard. Uh, the mid tier, you know, I would like to believe that Miles Sanders is going to get the football, but he only had six carries last week against Seattle. So. You know, this is a game against Green Bay, a really bad run defense. David Montgomery ran for 100 yards against them last week. If if Doug Peterson has any sort of feel for his offense, he, he should understand by now that he has zero pass protection. Let that offensive line run block, please. Just let them do it. It's easier for them. And let Miles Sanders carry the ball 25 times. Won't happen. It's unlikely. But 6700 bucks against that Packers defense is appealing. It is if he gets the football, which you can't bank on because Doug Peterson sucks. Um, You know, I don't really like this, this range of running backs here. I really don't. I mean, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't appeal to me that much. Well, what do you think about Carson knowing now that Hyde's doubtful to play? I know Carson himself has been limited in practice, but I feel more that's management than actual injury there. Um. You know, so Carson at sixty three hundred potentially is the only running back or healthy running back. If right if Hyde team? is out, if Hyde is out, I'm more intrigued. I am. I definitely am. If Hyde is definitely out, yeah. Austin Scott is six thousand dollars. I don't. D- d- <laughs> why is Joe Mixon on IR still at six thousand dollars right yeah. now? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like uh, that, I I don't understand that. Um, I don't like Williams. I don't like Scott. Point chase um, Latavius. I'm not gonna chase Latavius. Uh I won't use Puke Johnson, especially if David Johnson comes back. John and uh, Taylor back off IR. You know, that's that's the interesting question is is how is he gonna be coming back off of IR? Because you know, we've seen guys who suck coming off of COVID and, and getting back into the game, and we've seen guys who have been totally fine with it. You know, can you like the the game before he went on the COVID list? Taylor had twenty carries, right? Mm-hmm. Can we actually think that Frank Reich is going to do that again here in his first game back? I mean, at Houston's run defense is trash, but can you trust Taylor? I don't know if I can trust that they're going to give him the football like they did. You know, it was because you know, the week before that a big game, he didn't get the football at all, and then he breaks out for. You know, 90 yards there. So um, it's a good matchup, but it's, it's unpredictable. Uh, David Montgomery at 5,500, I think, is going to be in everybody's lineup. I think he's the chalk running back play of the week. I think he's the chalk running back play of the week as well. And I'll, I'll use him in, uh, in cash games. I won't use him in GPP because we just have never seen the upside, right? We've never seen the upside. I, just last- love that, I love that he's in the passing game now. Right. Like yeah, he, me too. Me too. But again, are we looking at a guy who is going to actually, you know, can he put up a hundred yards on the ground and a touchdown? Like that's all you're really looking for, right? Against Detroit, maybe. I would have more faith if Josh Jacobs is out. I'd have more faith in Devontae Booker than I would David Montgomery. Well, all right. You say a hundred yards rushing. I I say I think he's capable of giving us a hundred total yards 
and a touchdown in this game against Detroit. But then how many catches is he getting? Because I want to know what his I want to know what his GPP ceiling is looking well, like. Well, I mean, he's had a handful of games of over five catches. He's had a handful of games of at least six targets, uh, or at least five targets, rather. He's at one, two, three, four, five. Six of the last seven games, he's seen at least five uh, at least five targets. How many so, catches? Uh, five, three, two, five, four, seven, three. All right. See, that's promising. That's definitely promising. And the uh, you know why he's down at fifty five hundred is beyond me. That's your that's your play for making sure that you can lock in either Cook, Henry, or Chubb. Right. Probably true. I agree with you. Um, is there any cheaper running backs that you're taking a look at here? Um, you know, you can take a look at Gio Bernard, I think, at 5,200. Um, you know, there's not a lot of huge upside with him, but Miami's strength on defense is in their in their corners. It's in their passing game. So I think he could be a, a possibility. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm – not, <laughs> I will not fall for the banana in the tailpipe, known as Brian Hill slash Edo Smith. And I'm yeah, not right. and I'm not chasing acres. So I don't think there's anything uh too far down below that we need to uh to hit. Is there somebody that you want? Like are you gonna are you gonna CJ Procise me here? <laughs> no, I won't I won't CJ Procise you. I won't even uh mention Frank Gore or anything like that to you. Uh, I think we'll just move on to the wide receiver. What about position. Alec Ingold? Uh, I, I'm okay. I'm good. Sure. I don't know. John Gruden had some nice things to say about him. Uh, I'll wait until the final uh, injury report comes out for uh, before I recommend uh, Alec Ingold to anybody. Though four thousand uh, dollars is he like a fullback more than a running back? I don't know. All right. Wide Let's receivers. Yeah, wide receivers. <laughs> Uh, the top of the class here all makes sense to everybody. I think Adams and Metcalf, lock him in if you want. I'm a little bit less down on Keenan Allen, though, again, uh, you know, is Stephon Gilmore going to move to the slot? Probably not. Oh, you know? no, I heard that he was. Was he moving into the slot? Well, then good. You know, if, if, if Gilmore is going to be the corner that chases down the best receiver, I'm happy to see it. That will definitely put a damper a little bit on Allen there. Um, you know, helps, so. you, helps Mike Williams. Yeah, in theory, it should help Mike Williams. You know, they don't have a lot of size outside of Gilmore, the quarterback position, unless they go with the rookies. You know, Kyle Duggar is a pretty big guy, but, uh, you know, it'll be a tough matchup for him. Uh, Hopkins likely getting Ramsey, though. You said Ramsey's not 100%. Yeah, that's what I that's what I was reading. He's a little banged up. <laughs> so we'll have to see how that one plays out. I like A.J. Brown at 76 against Cleveland with no Denzel Ward. Uh, Adam Thielen back off the COVID IR against Jacksonville. Uh, potentially, you know, if Cook is limited or out, I think he's going to give him big side, big time potential there. Um, that's probably it for like the seven K guys. Is there any of the guys other than seven K that you run trouble out to you? No, no, not really. I mean, no, but at sixty nine hundred, who doesn't love Justin Jefferson? Right. I mean, Thielen being back obviously, I think takes away some of the touchdown upside. Um, you know, it was great to have him get the two touchdowns last week, but Thielen really was that red zone guy for yep. uh, Cousins prior to that. So, um, you know, maybe downgrade him a little bit. Uh, Allen Robinson, $6,700. I have Love no him. problem going back to him there uh, yep. in this spot. Uh, Devontae Parker. If, if Fitzpatrick. If yep. Fitzpatrick plays. If, yep. if, if Fitzpatrick plays, Devontae Parker at 64 
uh, really strong play. I think a lot of people will go back to Jarvis Landry um, after his week last week um, as the, really the only receiving target there. Uh, 11 targets, 8 for 143 and a score against a bad Tennessee defense. Uh, you know, the wild cards are the Rams receivers. You know, what Jared Goff shows up. And if the good Jared Goff shows up, you're looking at huge gains from someone like Cooper Cup. So, yeah. uh, you know, maybe that's your contrarian GBP stack. The Rams, the <laughs> the the Goff Cup and and Wood stack. I mean, you know, the fact Cup is sixty one on DraftKings. Yeah, Wood is fifty nine. Jesus, you could you could throw you could probably throw both uh, Henry and Chubb into your lineup there, using these guys if you if you if you use that stack. Yeah, I agree with you, and, and, and we're on wide receiver. But I, I want to jump quickly back to quarterback because I want to talk about some of these wide receivers. Uh, I don't think I mentioned Phillip Rivers at 5,900. I like Rivers a lot this week against Houston. Uh, and I like him because the receivers um, for for the Colts, Pittman's at 49 and Hilton's at 43. You know, we're talking about maybe undervalued receivers like you mentioned with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Like that's another stack where the receivers are just far too cheap in a really great matchup. Right. Well, I got you. I definitely got you. Um, all right, let's get back to the wideouts then. I, I give you your due on on Philip Rivers. My my only, obviously, again, I, I think I've said this to you. I probably said it to you on on the Annie Up podcast, which you guys can check out on Spotify or uh, or iTunes. John, and I pick all the games against the spread. Um, but yeah, I mean, I said to you over there that it just the, what worries me most about Rivers is obviously they keep pulling him out, and they've done this over the last couple of games. They keep pulling him out in favor of Jacoby Brissett down at the goal line, and I'm not expecting Rivers to run anything in, but for the same token, I wouldn't mind seeing him, you know, throw a one-yard touchdown pass to to Michael Pittman or to Trey Burton when he's down there. So. Sure. You know, when I start seeing Brissett in there, it's sort of, you know, I get that same feeling that when Taysom Hill used to come in down in the red zone, uh, you know, for uh, for Drew Brees. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, that, that I understand your concern there. Uh, you know, I, I just I really like that spot for them. And like I said, it was it was a commentary on Rivers because I liked the Titans. I mean, the, the Colts second time I've done that. I like the Colts wide receivers um, on this slate here. They're just so cheap. And I don't really love, you know, after the, the you know, Woods call at 59, like I'm not loving this next tier. Like Marvin Jones, not really there for me against Chicago. Brandon Cooks is now the number one, but he's going up against that tough indie defense. Jacoby Myers, I don't like Cam Newton. DJ Chark, you know, he's been injured. He's been limited at practice, not really buying in. If 54, if he plays, I guess that's fine. Glennon at least showed capable of throwing the football against Cleveland, but you know, we'll have to see. Shepard has Colt McCoy not loving it. Fulgham with Wentz. Aguilar, I guess, at 52 against the Jets, but he's questionable to play now with a non-participation um, after an ankle injury. So, like, after after Robert Woods at 59, it's, there's nothing really there in this mid to lower 5K, for me at least. Um, Let me see. Corey Davis. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. You know, all right, so... Where I'm looking lower than 59, lower than Woods. All right. So I agree with you on Cooks and the matchup there. Uh, Chark, that's sketchy there. Aguilar is hurt. Uh, no to Corey Davis. I struggle with Christian Kirk. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, Crowder with Darnold at 51. 
I mean, he only, had five, well, he only had five targets last week. And I, yeah. I know a lot of well, – I don't think the Darnold-Crowder connection we saw earlier this year, I don't know if we're going to see that anymore. I, what I, about I, your boy Pittman? Well, that's what I'm saying. So I, I, under 59, I like I like that idea, uh, you know, because I didn't like the 5K range here. Pittman at 49, I think, will make sense coming off a game where he kind of let a lot of people down, only two catches on nine targets, but love the nine targets. So, yeah, I'm in on Pittman because I like the Pittman-Hilton River stack. So, you know, Pittman at 49, you mentioned that Mike Williams now not going to draw Stephon Gilmore coverage at 48. I, mm-hmm. I think there's some upside there for him. Um, not playing any of the Cincinnati receivers, not playing Jalen Rieger. If Aguilar is out. Henry Ruggs, Ruggs, baby. Henry Ruggs at 4,500. Dane Malin in his Hot Takes article this week said a breakout game's coming. Uh, this could be the week if, if those guys are out. Um, Ruggs could very much fill that role potentially. Um, I I put him into he was in the watch list. I yep. I had seen that when I saw that. Um, you know, again, you know, when you talk about the contrarian plays and going against the herd, and you talk about what happened with the Raiders, uh, I said, yeah, with Aguilar banged up, this is this is the breakout game that we're we're supposed to be getting from Henry Ruggs. So, you know, I definitely I echo the sentiment of uh, of Dan Malin, no doubt about it. But will it be Ruggs or will it be Hunter Renfro? It's not, you see Hunter Renfro's more more of like a, he's the chain mover. Like he's not the he's not that home run that Derek Carr wants to hit on the first fucking pass of the game, right? Like he wants to hit that home run. He wants to see Ruggs downfield. We've seen him throw to him a, a, you know a couple of times on there. Like if you're looking for GPP upside. I'll take Henry Ruggs over Hunter Renfro all day. I feel like it was this time last year, Howard, that I made my Hunter Renfro call, and he had like a 70-yard touchdown on like the first catch he made. So I'm going to buy back in on Renfro if Aguilar is out this week. Uh, nine, nine targets last week, seven catches. I uh, can certainly put that one in the bank. Back to T.Y. Hilton at 4300 same price as Renfro there. Uh, Hilton finally catching a touchdown pass last week. Um, you know, there's a lot of stats that you'll find out on Twitter. Of course, I didn't save any of them for this podcast because I'm great at the <laughs> job. Uh, but Hilton has historically done very well against Houston. He just has torched them uh, for his career. Um, you know, so yes, he had Andrew Luck at the time and he was more in his prime. And now he's got Rivers and he's less in his prime. But, uh, you know, maybe he's finally coming on at the right point for $4,300. Um, Josh Reynolds got back in to us with the six targets uh, last week. Uh, so some cheapy guys here in this 4K range. Benzel Mims, you know, liked him last week, came through another 10-point fantasy performance for him three straight weeks now of over 10 fantasy points. So, um, you know, there's some value here at the wide receiver position. Um, Howard, is there a cheaper than 4K receiver uh, that you want to talk about? Um, you know, I got to give a shout out to, uh, one of FA nation's finest. He's not just about NASCAR, John. He is, he is all about football right now. And Matt sells dropped a play in my lap and he threw down some research there that I, I genuinely feel like it deserves to be said. Right. I mean, come on. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to read it right here. And everybody who listens to the podcast, you can expect to see this in the dartboard. It will be in the dartboard. The the cell special. This is special. Um, his rationale is this, before I tell you who the player's name is. 
the New York Giants are the worst defense against wide receiver threes and wide receiver fours. The worst defense against passes to the right side. And this receiver lines up on that right side more than any other receiver on his team. He also has nine red zone targets this year, just two behind each of the top two wideouts on that team. But he's got a better catch rate in the red zone than either one of those guys. And the cover corner, Isaac Yadam, who's going to be on him, well, that corner is likely to cover him, is allowing the 10th most fantasy points per route in the league. And then this receiver is also projected for less than a 3% ownership rate here, John. I give you David Moore. I like it. Score touchdown last week. As we talked about before, he's, he can get in the end zone. Um, uh, Thirty-four hundred dollars. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of it, Howard. I think I think it's sneaky upside on a very pass-heavy offense. Yeah, yeah, I do. But you know, it's it's so funny too because did he scored a touchdown last week? So yep. you figure more people are going to be on him just for that kind of contrarian aspect, but. You know, again, everybody knows that this is DK Metcalf's uh, thing. Wow, this is – he has five t- – David Moore's got five touchdowns this season. Yeah, he, t- he catches touchdowns. He's I, I said um, – I want to say on the live stream on Tuesday with Jen that David Moore's name is probably uh, the name I, like, swear under my breath more than any f- fantasy player uh, because I constantly do Lockett, Metcalf, Wilson Stacks. I never have more, and then he scores the touchdowns, and I'm like, MNF and David Moore, you know, what's going, what the hell, you know, like, uh, so, listen, it's not a bad play. Uh, Howard, I still see Larry Fitzgerald with the COVID IR next to his name. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm trying to do some searching. I haven't seen any reports that he's going to be activated or has been activated off the COVID IR, um, and Indy Isabella is still $3,200. So, I mean... I know he only had four catches for 33 yards last week, and he had, but he had six targets. I don't know. We're talking about another guy that's almost mid-price. He gave us seven fantasy points last week. If Larry Fitz is out again, he played 55% of the snaps, I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, in the slot last week. So he got the bump. If if Hopkins is going to be locked down again by Jalen Ramsey like he was, Stephon Gilmore, you know, does Andy Isabella jump back into your dartboard this week? Oh, does he? He might, Rabbit. He might. I mean, you know, you kind of have to. You have to take a look at it. Obviously, yeah. You figure that that all the attention is going to be on uh, on Kirk and on Hopkins. Uh, that Isabella coming out of the slot would be in a in a really nice spot here. Uh, I mean, it's it's it is. It's all about the price tag. And then you know you were talking earlier about you know that Ram stack. And I mean, if you want something coming back on your stack, like I mean, you, you know. Yeah. Is 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 Drake the guy you want? No. Is you know, are you gonna go are you gonna pay up for Hopkins knowing that Ramsey, who by the way, was taken off the injury report? I just Okay, well there you go. So would you be Hopkins? No, I would go I'd go min price with Isabella, right? I mean, he's super cheap. I, and you know what? If he's having <laughs> shoulder in issues or something like that, you know, he may not be able to sling it downfield to a Kirk. Or, 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 you know, the likes of that nature and, you know, have to, you know, do some of these shorter passes to a guy like Isabel who has blazing speed. He just needs, you know, one open spot and he can break it. So 
definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, I just looked it up because Keyshawn Johnson was activated last week. Uh, he played nine offensive snaps. So uh, it was Amy Isabella who took over for Fitz. Uh, no real competition there. So if he's out, 3200 bucks, big play guy, potentially at two touchdowns in a game earlier uh, this year. So let's take a look at Isabella again. Uh, tight end, Howard, just throw a dart, right? You don't know who, what, when, which week the guy's going to go off. Um, it's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's bad. Like I'll pay up for Waller, right? You pay up for Waller. Last week? Yeah, it did not work last week, but Hey, slump busters, yep, slump, slump busters. busters. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, when I'm looking at tight end, I'm not really enamored by it very much at all. If Fitzpatrick plays, uh, I, you know, I can feel comfortable with Gesicki. Down at, you know, 42. I mean, just the top end of it, you know, to me, it's such a crapshoot. Why do I want to pay up for that when I could probably get similar production from like Austin Hooper, Robert Tunyon, Trey Burton, you know, like I feel like I feel like I could live down in that sub 4K range and feel good about it. You're not wrong. I like Trey Burton again, if you're going sort of with the Rivers idea. Um, and I like that, you know, you, you say Brissett. And he's definitely gotten some of the looks, but they also use Burton in the wild in the Wildcat when mm-hmm. they get in the red zone because he's the former quarterback there. Was it at Florida or something like that? Recruited to play um, t- quarterback or whatever college that he ended up um, going to there. Um, you know, so I, I got Florida. So um, that's not bad. But can I give you a, a play that I think for sure will be in the tight end coach when it gets posted? Uh, and that's Anthony Ferkser. Um because Johnny Smith isn't practicing. He's got that ankle. And Ferkser doesn't block. It's Pruitt that blocks. Right. So for min price, $2,500, Andy Ferkser couldn't make a debut this week. Andy Ferkser. Oh, I used him that one. It's so funny. I used him that one week he went off. Yeah, I remember. We talked about it. Oh, you picked, him, so you picked him up. You started him in the two-tight end league. Uh, and Anthony Ferkser went off for you. So, I mean, you know, listen, I, I think if, if Johnny doesn't play this week, you know, Ferkser is going to be a guy that sees the field as a pass catching option there. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it could be um, a spot. I'm trying to correlate it right now. What was the week that John who didn't play? So I put up real quick. Do you miss a week? Do you miss a week this year? Do you play everything? You just injured it sometimes. No, I feel like he missed time. Yeah. I thought he missed a week. So I'm trying to correlate with the snap counts like in week six. Yeah, I'm looking right now for Janu. I will tell you flat out, he, oh no, he's played every game, but different roles, I guess. Week six and seven, he only had one catch in each one of those games. Yeah, and week six was the Ferks, or eight for 113 and a touchdown. Um, You know, largely Ferks has played around 40% of the snaps this season. So um, sometimes as high as 55, 50. So, this could be a week if John who doesn't play, then Andy Ferkser is out there as a pass catcher. Um, I, I think he could be a you know a super dark throw. I like it, you filthy, filthy animal. Yeah, right? he's dirty. super dirty, twenty five hundred bucks. Um, uh, you know, I mean, he that that's definitely dirty. I mean, if you want to look, there are a couple others. I mean, are we are we thinking Jordan Aikens now that they're talking about him lining up in the slot, yeah, or are I we mean, just off that because of the NDD? No, I mean, I think you have to consider him at twenty nine hundred bucks again. Not a great matchup for him, but it's it's the target share could be there. They have to replace the number one receiver on their offense. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah, Cooks is going to absorb some of that, but Aikens could definitely 
uh, get some additional looks too. So uh, much more risky, but for twenty nine hundred dollars, uh, I think he's a guy that could certainly be playable. I like it. I like it. You filthy animal. I love it. Actually, defense is here, Howard. Um, For me, I'm just going straight to Seattle. Thirty three hundred bucks home against the Giants. Colt McCoy. Giants terrible offensive line. It just the way the Seahawks defense has been playing lately. They've been getting after the quarterback. Um, I I just think this is this is a really good matchup for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all right, if we're going to go down the list of defenses, obviously, you know, Dolphins up top. I don't know if I want to pay $4,400 for a defense. Yeah. Right. I was actually disappointed to see the Packers at 38. I was hoping they'd be cheaper. I do like the Packers at 38. I definitely like that. And then, yeah, it's like moving on down, Seahawks at 33, the Bears uh, at 31, the Bears against Detroit. That seems like... That seems like a, almost like a sucker play almost. It's like so cheap, and it's the Bears' D against a really banged-up Detroit team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Colts' defense getting nice and healthy. You know how I love the Colts' D. Right, and and they're going up against, like you said, a, a team that's just lost their uh, best receiving option. That's not bad. Um, the Saints had eight sacks against uh, Matt Ryan two weeks ago. Sure. Yeah, they they now have four straight games of double digit of no le- for 16 14 16 14 their last fan- four four games of fantasy production. So 3600 third highest price defense on the slate. Yeah, they're on the road, but Atlanta could be without Julio Jones again. Um do we know a Todd Gurley status? He's questionable. Um didn't practice so they could do it on Todd Gurley again. Um you know, Saints defense could be getting after it here. Yes, they could. Yes, they could. Um, I mean, wow. When was the last time we had this many defenses to talk about when the Steelers weren't on the slate? Right. And they right? almost we got Saints, Packers, Seahawks, Bears, Colts. That's five defenses right there. Mm-hmm. All viable and spread the cost out, too. So I like it. I mean, the Rams, you can conceivably <clears throat> play. You know, if Kyler's arm isn't right, you know. Come on, dude. It's time to play the Giants D against Seattle in Seattle, right? How many times does Russell Wilson get sacked? It's true. Jets, Jets at home, 2100 bucks. Oh, stop it. All right. Oh, they, had nine it. Point, they had nine points last week. Nine points and eight points the last two weeks. I was seven total sacks. Did you build a lineup, John? I did build a lineup. Here we go. Uh, Phillip Rivers at the quarterback position. David Montgomery, Derek Henry, uh, Allen Robinson, T.Y. Hilton, David Moore. Shout out Matt Sells. Uh, at the tight end position, Trey Burton completing the, the stack there with the Colts. Nick Chubb, so I am fitting Henry Chubb and Montgomery as my running backs there. Uh, and my defense is the Seahawks. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. <coughs> Excuse me. Going off of your suggestion of a Rams stack as a contrarian play. I probably won't ever play this, but, you know, <laughs> who knows? Jared Goff, Derek Henry, Nick Chubb. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Throw me a little Henry Ruggs for a deep threat there. Trey Burton at tight end. Coming back on my stack is Andy Isabella. The Packers D, I can fit him in there. Not going to do the uh, the Matt Sells, David Moore play? Well, you know, it's funny. I actually built a lineup on FanDuel as well, John. Uh, right. Because right, we right, never right. give FanDuel any love, do we? We don't. We don't because I think they're trash. Shout out FanDuel. And um, yet I'm winning more money on FanDuel I, than I am on DraftKings. I win money on FanDuel too. I just hate I just hate a lot of things about them. So All right. Well, there you go. Uh Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, 
right? Nick Chubb, Adam Thielen, uh, Colin Johnson is the uh, is the player coming back on my uh, my Minnesota stack. Uh, Henry Ruggs, Trey Burton again. Shout out to Matt Sells for David Moore and the flex and the Seahawks defense. I like it. I'm a fan. Those See? are winners. There Those... you go. Winning, we'll be winning swimming through stacks of gold coins like Scrooge McDuck, baby. Here we go. Amen. We'll be able to uh, get off the buffet line, you know? Well, uh... <laughs> well, you know what? I do love a really good Vegas breakfast buffet. <laughs> no, bre- I'm, I'm glad you said breakfast because after anything else, it gets a little... Uh, some of the some of the food out there gets a little sketch, you know. So uh, I'm only a buffet guy at breakfast time. Yeah, breakfast buffet is the way to go for sure. So <laughs> uh, no no arguments no arguments there. So uh, but that wraps up uh, the podcast here. Of course, uh, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at RotoBuzzGuy at JMPemo777. You know where we are in subscriber chat. Uh, 11 to 12, Howard and Jen on the live stream live chat. 11 to 1, you have myself, Ryan Hallam. Uh, Sean Mitchell, James Grande, Adam Ronis. Uh, this is a big week, Howard. We're talking about the week before the fantasy playoffs. So, uh, you know, while we're talking DFS, everybody who has those seasonal questions, be prepared, get with us. We'll be here uh, to help you drive you guys to a victory. So for John Pemba, Howard Bender, we'll talk to you guys next time.